Praise the Lord. This is your host, Elder Gregory Newsom. We're with the Faith in God Internet TV. And we want to say God bless you to all the people of God uh, that are out there today. Uh, we want to thank God for you and uh, each and every one that have subscribed to this broadcast today. Uh, today is uh, Monday, uh, the uh, 14th, and we thank and praise God for uh, his many blessings. We call it the blessed Monday, not the blue Monday, but the blessed Monday. Praise God, because we're blessed of the Lord to uh, have the use and activity of our limbs. We definitely thank and praise God for yet having us clothed in our right mind and yet filled with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost that uh, the world needs and the church need it. Praise God. And so we want to say to the people of God, uh, keep uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge him that he might direct thy path. We want to pray for our presiding bishop, assisting presiding bishop and uh, their families. Let us pray for the sick that's among us, uh, essential workers, uh, in every aspect. And uh, let us pray for our family members, those that are not saved, um, those that we uh, are laboring with. Let us pray that God will grant them deliverance. Uh, we give uh, special condolence out to the Lee family and the loss of their brother and the Prather family. Uh, and uh, we just give our uh, heartfelt uh, condolence and deepest sympathy uh, to that family and our prayers uh, is that God will strengthen and continue to encourage them uh, as they go through continue to pray for our pastor uh, our honorable pastor Bishop Ellis Murchison Sr. and Lady Murchison and the entire Pentecostal Power Church let us pray saints it's praying time we need to pray and uh, let us pray uh, with a fervency because James did say for the effectual fervent prayer, the righteous avail it much. And so we have a beautiful Bible study today. We're going to go before the Lord in a brief word of prayer that the Lord may direct us. But let us remember those families in prayer, all of our elderly and those that are sick and shut in. Let us pray that God will continue to grant them uh, peace and tranquility. Uh, in this time of the pandemic, uh, let us pray that God will just continue to direct the people of God, eternal God, our Savior, in the precious name of Jesus. Lord, as we come before thee and before thy throne, Lord, we thank you today. Lord, we lift you up and we magnify your name. Lord, we give you the praise. Lord, we give you the glory. Lord, and we give you the honor. Thank you, Lord, for a great deliverance. Thank you, Lord, oh God, for being by our side. Thank you, Lord, for taking us through the storm and the rain. We thank you. Lord, we give you glory. We give you praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, God. Thank you, Lord, for your holy presence. Thank you for forgiveness of our sins. Father, as we petition you, Lord, oh God, 
for those that, oh God, are in need today. Move by your power and your anointing. Lead and guide them. Direct them now. Encourage them now. Strengthen them now. Oh God, send healing. Send deliverance. The bereaved family, send comfort. As we pray in the name of Jesus, look on those that are not saved, desiring to be saved. Help us, God, to share a word of encouragement, a word, oh God, to strengthen and lift your people up out of oppression. Oh, God, and depression. Help them now. Give them deliverance. Look on that backslider that they will return back to you before it's everlasting too late. Father, we pray. In the precious name of Jesus, help us to decrease that your anointing may increase. And Father, we forever thank you. We give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise that you so richly deserve. In the matchless name of Jesus, we pray to the glory of God. Look on Bishop Prather. Look on, oh God, all the saints. In the name of Jesus, we thank you and we praise you. We claim a great deliverance now. In Jesus' name, we pray. Thank God. Amen. Amen. So we thank God, saints. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Yes. Yes, we give God praise. And we give God thanks. And so we thank God. We thank God. And so we want to get into this uh, Bible study today. Uh, we have a, a great uh, uh, Bible study uh, lesson plan before us today. And uh, we're going to talk about today. We taught on this some time ago, but not on the broadcast. But we're going to talk about today uh, for your hearing. We're going to talk about striving for unity. Striving for unity among believers. Striving for unity among believers. Just want to let you know, uh, we're not talking about the world. We're talking about the church. All right. So we want you to stay with us here. Striving for unity among believers. And uh, we just want to let you know, uh, before we get started in this Bible class, striving for unity among believers. And so we want you to uh, kind of uh, tune into this and uh, listen in um, to what um, we would have to share about this striving for unity among believers, uh, because truly uh, that's one of the challenges in the art of uh, pastoring a church and pastoring a ministry. God has put that gift into the uh leaders and uh we just want to uh you know talk about it because you know he put that gift in there and uh you'll see it in Ephesians chapter 4 and 11 he says and he says and 
He gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, teachers. And uh, the reason why he uh, did it was for the perfecting of the saints and for the work of the ministry and for the edifying of the body of Christ. So the perfecting of the saints, the work of the ministry, and the edifying of the body of Christ. All right. And so those are the three major reasons. Those are three bullet points that we're going to talk about this week. And so uh, those of you that, you know, go to Bible class, go to Sunday school, already know some of this basic stuff, but we're going to get into some of the meat of it. Praise God. Because a lot of times, you know, a lot of people can't stomach, uh, you know, things that hit their flesh. And so we're going to talk about these things. Um, you know, he gave some apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers for the perfecting of the saints, praise God. And for the work of the ministry and for the edifying of the body of Christ. So we're going to talk about perfecting the saints. All right. That's the first one we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about perfecting the saints and then to maybe later on this week, we'll get to the work of the ministry. And then we'll talk about the edifying of the body of Christ. But we're going to hit these three bullet points dealing with um, striving for unity among believers. Now, would you know now for those of you that listen to the broadcast frequently, I've touched on this before. But would you know during this pandemic, uh, it has not changed the mind of some believers. Some believers are still. Praise God, some believers are still not praying. You got some believers are still in this dismal type reality of I'm going to go on with the Lord re, re, no matter what. Praise God. No, you're not going to go on with the Lord no matter what. Praise God. If it was that simple, then uh, we all would just be on our way to heaven no matter what happens. Praise God. But that's not how it works. James talks about faith without works is dead. And if you're not going to believe God in a time like this, if it gets any worse, that's not going to change your, you know, that's not going to change your attitude or your spiritual position or posture toward, you know, the things of God. If you can't pray in a, a troublesome time that we're in now, you ain't planning on praying, honey. Praise God. And so I want to talk about it. We need unity in prayer, you know. And I'm going to talk about it. We got some in our church. They don't want to pray. I don't know what the problem is, but we're going to talk about it. And I'm sure you got people in your ministry doing the same stuff. It's spread across everywhere. It ain't just at uh, one assembly. This stuff is everywhere, you know. But Jesus admonished the boys in Luke 18 and 1. He spoke a parable unto this end. And he said, men ought to always pray, praise God, and not to faint. So we want to say God bless you to uh, Evangelist Lee and to those that are tuned in. Uh, I thank God for her response. She said, finally, um, uh, she said, unity is what we uh, must have. And so thank you, Evangelist Lee. I thank you for, um, you know, that response, because that's what we need. We need believers to chime in and get on here and share because people need to know this and we need to be in agreement with the word of God, praise God, not in agreement with what we feel and what we think is right. But we, we, as I said yesterday, when I, when God allowed me to, you know, share word, the word to the people of God, I share with the people, we should all line up with the word of God. 
and keep our personal opinions and preferences to ourselves because that's only our personal preference and what we want to apply uh, to our walk daily for ourselves as a, uh, a manner of uh not not righteousness, but it's just as a manner of ethics, praise God, because saints should have ethics. And so I'm not criticizing people for having different ethics than I have or or than what the church has. Those ethics still have to line up with the word of God regardless, and it has to be righteousness, praise God. And so as we talk about unity, people still don't want to pray. And we got this problem everywhere. You know, Bishop Jones, thank, thank God, or the uh, New Life Pentecostal Church, you know, we're all experiencing this. You know, there are some that faithfully support the prayer. So I don't want nobody to think I'm on my soapbox and I'm criticizing. No, I'm not. I'm encouraging. So you can take it as criticism if you want to. But I'm encouraging the people of God and I'm urging, I'm urgently requesting the people, people of God to join the prayer on the 12 and 6 o'clock. Get on that phone you may not can spend 30 minutes on the phone. You may have a condition. You may have something. You may be at work. You may have a, a, a very, very busy situation where um, you can't spend that kind of time on the phone. So hear me. But you should at some point be able to get on that phone uh, for five minutes, two or three minutes, uh, you know, a few times out of the week and pray, saints, together. It's important that we pray together. Our leaders need prayer. And we keep talking about the condition of the church. We keep talking about the condition of ministry. But what are you doing? What are you doing spiritually to make a difference? Praise God. And we know that I talked about it a few weeks ago. Prayer changes things. And the only way some of these things are going to change, we're going to have to come together and pray that God will move and uh, touch our leaders and touch their minds and encourage them to also, you know, a continue, amen, to be strengthened in the leading of the Lord, praise God, because our leaders are going through things, praise God. And if we're not going to pray for our leaders, then we shouldn't be sitting back criticizing, praise the Lord. You don't have a right to criticize, and we shouldn't be criticizing our leaders anyway. Just want to make that plain. But if you're going to criticize, at least be praying. So at least you can say, well, well, that's something I can take to the Lord in prayer. Praise God. But it's called constructive criticism. Praise the Lord. And sometimes we don't understand what constructive criticism has to deal with when it comes to the body of believers. But we're going to get into it now. That was my sidebar. I am not even touched the scriptures yet. Now we're going to Ephesians chapter four. All right. We talked about Ephesians four and 11, you know, and uh, we talked about that. In Ephesians 4 and 11, he said, and he gave some, you know, uh, apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, teachers, and it was for the edifying, uh, well, for the perfecting of the saints first and for the work of the ministry and for the edifying of the body of Christ. And so we know that already, all right? But we're going to get into some fundamentals here, all right? When we strive for unity among believers, the hardest thing for leaders to do, auxiliary leaders, prayer leaders, whatever type of leader you are in the church over spiritual matters. The hardest thing, the most difficult thing to do is to get everybody mind going in the same direction. And the art of pastoring 
is to get people to pray. You're not going to get everybody mine in the same place if they're not praying. God revealed this to me in prayer on this morning, and he had, he had revealed it before, but he brought it back to my remembrance is what brings us into the one mind is the Holy Ghost. Now, we can go back to Acts and we can go back to Luke. We can see where, where Jesus started uh, uh, his discourse of sending the apostles to the upper room. And he told them in Luke 24 and 44. Let us get it. I want you to go to Luke 24 and 44. We're going to be we're going to be going through some scriptures this week. So get your pen out and write these scriptures down, because if I'm going too fast for you, it's just because of time. It's not that uh, I don't want you to get the uh, scriptures. I'm just going to ask you to write them down as I call them and you can look at them later or after this broadcast. But let's go to Luke 24 and 44. And it says, Jesus appears to the disciples in Jerusalem. And he says, these, and he said unto them, these are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you. Praise God. He says, things, um, he says that all things must be fulfilled, which was written in the law of Moses and, and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. All right. He said, all these things got to be fulfilled that was already spoke of him. All right. And he says, then he opened up their understanding. This is where we are today with this unity, um, uh, striving for unity among believers. We need our understanding opened up. Praise God. Just like Jesus opened up the understanding of the disciples, of the 12 apostles, praise God, of these apostles. He said, then he opened up their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. And he said to him, thus it is written, and thus it behoove Christ to suffer and be raised the third day. And then he goes along and said that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations. This is what he wanted them to do, praise God, the commission. All right. And he says, and that re repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, starting, beginning at Jerusalem. And he says, you are the witnesses. You are uh, witnesses of these things. But he goes on a step farther. Now, they couldn't do this without unity. He gave them instruction, but now he gives them the unifying force or the unifying uh, uh, requirement that is needed to go forward. Look at this now. He says, and behold, I send the promise of my father upon you. I'm sending you what you need, praise God. And you all need it, praise God. And that's why I said on last week, we all need God, praise the Lord. Saints, we all need God. And so he said, I'm gonna send a promise. And he says, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. All right. He says, but wait, praise God. He tells them there in 49 that uh, he was going to send the promise, all right, of the spirit. Praise God. And he let them know that he was going to be with them. 
And we're only going to get to know God through studying of the scriptures and through praying and allowing the Holy Spirit to make us more like him. This is why he says, go down here to this upper room and wait in the city of Jerusalem till you be endued with power from on high. And uh, but the spirit of God or the Holy Spirit soon came to comfort them and empower them. And this is why it's important for all believers to be together with one accord in prayer in seeking the Lord. Right. Because we will not uh, uh, be unified without the Holy Spirit. Because a carnal mind and a spiritual mind, or the Bible says in Romans, the carnal mind is enmity against God. And said it won't uh, perceive the things of God and neither indeed can it be. Because what? The carnal mind is enmity against God. And it won't be subject to the things of God. And so we can see when, when people don't want to pray, that's a carnal mind. You're not gonna, you're not gonna convince me no other way because the scripture bears it out. You got a carnal mind. You might say you saved, you might have been saved for 20 years, but you carnal, praise God. And Paul talks about it in Corinthians 3. He said, you know, some of you are still carnal and not yet able to bear it, praise God. Y'all know I'm right about it. Somebody say, man. Paul talks about it in Corinthians chapter three there about being carnal. He said, some of y'all still carnal. He said, I fed you with milk, uh, with meat, uh, with, gave you milk and fed you with meat. And you still ain't able to bear it. Praise the Lord. And so I just want to, I just want to make sure, you know, that you understand that uh, you, you, you got to get to the point where you're going to come and join this prayer. And I'm encouraging all the people of God. And I'm not saying you have to lead the prayer. Some people may be scared. You're going to ask them to lead the prayer. No, we just want you to get on the prayer line and touch and agree. That's all we want you to do. You know, Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse number 1, and I, brethren, could not speak unto you as spiritual. And this is where I'm at today. Some people, I can't speak to them spiritual because they ain't going to really receive the spiritual part of what's necessary. They're not seeing the spiritual part that Bishop Murchison see. They're not seeing the spiritual part that the praying saints see. They're only seeing their carnal, fleshly part. Is I'm I'm tired. I don't feel like it. I, you know, I I, I just can't stay on the line that long. Take tell your flesh to shut up. Praise God. That's what you need to do. You need to tell your your flesh to shut up and get on this prayer line and pray. That's what you need to do. Now, whether you take my advice or not, that's up to you. But if you continue to be spiritually weak and continue to be spiritually, uh, you know, uh, uh, depleted and you always, you know, crying and got problems and got situation going on, it's because you're not praying. Praise the Lord. And I'm not on my soapbox at all. I'm just encouraging you. You need to pray. Instead of coming to church crying and want everybody to feel sorry for you, it's time for you to get up off yourself and pray. Praise the Lord. Because we, I'm, you know what, I'm, you know, I'm, you know, we need to stop petting folk. That's what we need to do. We need to let people know it's praying time. And if you don't pray, you will not stay. Praise the Lord. And it's it's praying time, saints. But Paul says here in Corinthians, First uh, Corinthians chapter three, he said, "I could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes." He said, "I fed you with milk." 
and not with meat. And he says, for here thereto, you're not able to bear it. Neither are you able, uh, he says, uh, uh, neither are you yet able. Um, he says, for ye are yet carnal. He says, for as, uh, for whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, and are you not carnal and walk as men? You know, you know, we need to get rid of this foolishness in our church. Some people don't pray because they don't want, they don't like the ones that are praying. That's carnal. You should be glad somebody, you know, praying for your crazy self. Praise the Lord. Cause you crazy. You know, you don't like the saints that are praying. Why you don't like the saints that are praying? Cause you carnal. Praise the Lord. And so my thing is, if you got problems with the people that are praying, you need to, what you need to do, you need to go to your leader and let them pray for you so he can pray for you. Praise the Lord. Cause somebody got to pray for you that you get a mind to pray. Praise the Lord. Instead of, you know, going telling the bishop, I, I don't want to pray with them because of this, that, and the other. Well, what's wrong with prayer? There is nothing wrong with prayer. There is something wrong with you. Praise the Lord. And that was an old song that they sang a, a couple years back. And it said, I love God. You don't love God. What's wrong with you? Praise the Lord. Something wrong with you when you don't want to pray. Oh, I know I'm not going to get no help today, but that's all right. I love God. You don't love God. What's wrong with you? Praise the Lord. Something's got to be wrong when you don't want to pray. Praise the Lord. And I know you can't, you know, you can't pray all the time because some of us working, we got business schedule. We got things going on, but we've been praying for almost 10, 12 months now. And you ain't been on that prayer line. Not even two times. What is wrong with you? Praise the Lord. You carnal. That's what's wrong with you. I can tell you what's wrong with you. And you need to get out of that carnal mind and you need to get saved. Praise the Lord. Because if nobody, if nobody else bold enough and got enough guts and backbone to tell you that you need to pray, that's why you having most of the problems you have. Oh, Lord, have mercy. You know, you you having a lot of envy and strife and, and jealousy problem because you're not praying. Praise the Lord. Glory be to God. Well, you need to pray. And I do too. And you know what? I'm going to keep praying. I don't care what you say about me. I don't care what you do about me. I'm going to keep praying because I know it's prayer that's going to keep us in the fight. And there's too many saints gotten weak and thrown in the towel and they don't want to pray. They don't want to do spiritual things. They don't want to come to revival. They don't want to come to church. They don't want to do nothing but what the flesh want to do. Praise the Lord. But you need to tell your flesh to shut up. And come on, let's get moving. Praise the Lord. Let's get going. All right. But uh, let's let's go here. I'm in Ephesians. Go with me to Ephesians chapter four. Yeah, I want to go back to Ephesians chapter four. But we we call a few scriptures. We call Luke 24, 44 um, through 49. And then we went to First uh, uh, Corinthians chapter three and verse number one through about uh, four. And then we called Ephesians 4 and 11 and 12. We read those. But now we're going back to Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 1. This is where my lesson plan comes from. Ephesians 4 and 1 through 6. And then we're going to reference off of Ephesians uh, 4 and 11. All right? But we're teaching from Ephesians uh, chapter 4, verse number 1 through 6. Let us read it. I just want to read it, and then we're going to talk about it. We're going to discuss it. He says in four and one, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy 
of the vocation, where would you call with all lowliness, meekness? Um, it says with long suffering for bearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bonds of peace. He says here, for there is one body and one spirit, even as you're called into one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and the father of all who is above all and through you all and in you all. And, uh, I just want to stop right there. He says, and in you all, if you're saying what I think you're saying, you're saying I'm saved. I'm filled with the Holy ghost. I got the power of God on the inside of me and you never want to pray. Now think about that. Let's analyze this for a second. God is above all. This shows that he has, uh, the overruling authority over the church because he purchased it with his own blood and he is through all and in all shows that his active present, if God present is active on the inside of the believer, it's going to urge us to pray. Praise the Lord. And we got to know that um, God wants us to pray to him. And anytime we say we have the spirit of God on the inside of us and we don't think prayer is necessary, we got we to gotta rethink it and look back at the scripture, all right? We got to look back at the word of God and say, okay, what brings, you know, the church into unity? You know, Philippians 2 and 1 says, you know, 2 and 1 says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. You have to allow unity to be there and you got to work at it. Even with people, you know, uh, you know, we, you know, we praying with people everywhere. Praise God. You know, and I'm saying we, I'm praying with believers everywhere. People are calling me from everywhere, from other countries. Uh, you know, people are calling me from other cities, from other states, uh, you know, asking for counsel, asking for prayer. You know, this ministry has really taken off the Faith in God Internet TV ministry. I'm so busy now, but I give God the praise and the glory. But the point I'm trying to get to is we cannot limit ourselves to who we will pray with. We should be able to pray. We should we should be so strong in our prayer life that anybody should be able to call us up and ask us to pray for them. But you cannot pray for somebody if you weak your own self. Jesus told the boys, when thou art converted, strengthen your brother. So now until you get converted, you can't strengthen nobody else. It takes iron to sharpen iron. And so if you're not praying, you're not, you're not sharpening, you know, you're not sharpening your spiritual man on the inside. And we need to pray because the Bible said we know not what we should pray for as we are. But in Romans, he said, for the spirit of God, the, the Holy Ghost make intercession for us. How are we going to make intercession if we're carnal? Praise the Lord. So it starts with the mind. And here in Ephesians, he talks about unity in the church. He talks about us being one body in Christ. The body has to deal with the fellowship of other believers. 
Uh, you don't, you know, you, you may not, you know, a lot of times people say, well, I don't believe that we got to be at church every time. Yes, you do. Every time the door is open, you should be there. If there's no valid reason why you can't be at church. Cause in Hebrews 10 and 25, it said, forsake not to assemble yourself as a man or son. I'm not going to make no excuse. This pandemic is not no excuse for me to stay at home uh, unless I got COVID or unless I got core morbidities that just won't allow me to be in the fray of things, you know? And that's why I say to all believers, we better make sure we social social distancing like we supposed to, cause we're being a hinder to somebody else that want to come to church. Praise the Lord. So don't, don't think, uh, you know, my thing is I'm, I'm going to stay six feet away from you because I want all that that's doubtful and fearful to come out and be in church. But if I'm violating the rules, I, they, I'm, them, I'm giving them justification for why they don't want to come anyhow. And so we got to take away all these excuses, saints. And I'm not giving you no excuse by not social distancing. I'm going to social distance so you can have uh, uh, the same uh ability to come and worship the Lord in the service. But if I'm breaking the rules, praise God, you got excuse and I'm being a stumbling block in your way. That's what the book say. That's why I say we need to look at the word of God and make sure that we line up with the word of God. I don't want to hinder nobody. Praise the Lord. And I don't want you hindering me. Praise the Lord. And so uh, I'm just saying, you know, but I want to get back to my subject here. Believers are one in the body. They should be one in the spirit. They should be one in their hope. They should be one in their faith. They should be one in their baptism. And we should be one with God. Praise the Lord. And if we're praying to the same God, I just don't see a reason why we can't come together and pray. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about it. Yeah, I said it today. We need to pray, saints. There's too much going on. Uh, there's just too much happening in the body of Christ. And we need to pray. And I'm soliciting your, your prayers. I need your prayers. I need prayer. Praise the Lord. I'm not going to sit up. You know, a lot of time we hung up on these titles and stuff. I need prayer. And I need you to join in with me and pray. Praise the Lord. Because I know if you pray for me and I pray for you and we all touching and agreeing, oh, glory be to God. God said he'll be in the midst of it. And I know when heaven gets the news, praise God. Glory. When heaven gets the news, I know I'm going to get my deliverance. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, I just want to make sure that you're understanding I need your prayers. I don't want you to get in your flesh and get mad because that's all we do. We get mad before we receive the message. Receive what I'm saying first. Then get mad. Get mad at yourself because you ain't been praying. Praise the Lord. Don't get mad with me. Get mad with yourself. And it doesn't matter. We as leaders, we need to be praying. Because the Bible did say in 1 Peter 5 and 8, you know, uh, be sober, be vigilant, because the devil is a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour. If you're not praying, you subject to get tripped up. Uh, don't, 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 uh, don't criticize me. Just, just believe what I'm saying, because the Bible is right and somebody wrong. You need to pray. But he says here, he says here in Ephesians uh, 4 and 1, he says, uh, there is one body. Paul says we've been given many gifts and abilities. We we all have different gifts and abilities that we can bring to the to the table. Your gift is not for you. Your gift is to be used in the kingdom of God. And I need you and you need me. 
because we're all a part of God's family. And so we want you to, you know, uh, get on the phone line. I'm talking about the church phone line, the PPC uh, church phone line. Saints, let's get on there and let's pray. All right. Even if you you may not say nothing, you know, but I hope you get on and at least praise the Lord. Say praise the Lord, you know, and that's far as it goes. Because we need to be praying. We need to be doing more praying than talking anyway. Praise the Lord. But if you just can't get on the prayer line, get on there and call and say, hey, I need you to pray for me. I'm at work, but I'm requesting the saints to pray for me. And then get on off the line. At least, you know, you've made your request be made known unto God and before his people. But just to not be unified, we as the saints of God, we can no longer take no for an answer. We got to bring this thing to the forefront. We got to bring it to our pastors and leaders. We got to let them know that we not getting the support for the prayer. Praise the Lord. We just got to let them know everybody, you know, everybody may not can get on, but, you know, we just ain't get enough support for prayer. We got more than five members, praise the Lord, in the church. And so we ain't get no more than five or 10 people. Everybody need to pray. Praise the Lord. And I'm not making no excuse for you. Praise the Lord. Everybody, I'm going to say it one more time. I don't know what you don't understand about everybody, but everybody needs to come together and pray. Now, you may not can do it every day. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. What I'm saying, there's prayer almost two or three times a week, and you can't pray not in one session. You got to examine it now. Praise the Lord. No prayer, no power. Little prayer, little power. Praise the Lord. Much prayer, much power. And so you analyze it. We need to pray. Some people say, well, I pray at home. Well, what's wrong with corporate prayer? Because there is uh, personal devotion. Uh, you know, there's personal devotion. There's family devotion. And there's corporate devotion. Okay, where's your corporate devotion at? Ask yourself that question. Praise the Lord. And if you don't have no corporate devotion, then you're not in unity. Praise the Lord. I want to let you know it's time to strive for unity. Let's don't talk unity, but let's put unity into action. Praise the Lord. Let me get on out here. I got to go. I probably said a mouthful. I know uh, I know I'm, I'm not getting much. Uh, I probably won't get much help with it, but we're going to move on in Jesus name. Paul says here. Uh, stay with me. I just got to get this. Uh, this is a real heavy point. I want you to stay with me at least for the next five minutes. I'm kind of going a little bit over, but I need you to stay with me for five more minutes. All right. Listen at this now. Uh, you know, often there's differences among us and it can lead to division. There's differences among us and it can lead to division. Write the scripture down. Philippians one and seven, Paul talks about something here in Philippians one and seven. Love, and, and then 1 Corinthians 13, love is a unifying force. If you got love in your heart, you're going to find yourself saying, you know what? I, you know, Elder Newsom is right. You know, I haven't been on my post. Let me get back on my post, praise the Lord. And I'm, I'm going to get back into prayer, you know, my corporate prayer life, praise the Lord. And I may, you know, and I'm not saying, you know, if you hadn't been on here at all in 12 months, then you need, you need to get started. You need to get moving. And my thing is because you don't know what's coming down the pipe. Praise the Lord. And so we need to pray while we have an opportunity to pray. All right. 
But uh, I want to say Philippians 1 and 7, love is a unifying force. And also in 1 Corinthians 13, uh, love uh, uh, is a unifying force. Okay. Now, the lack of unity, you'll find it in Galatians. Write this down. Lack of unity is in Galatians 5 and 14 and 15. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And, you know, the power will fall when we come together. Glory be to God. Thank you. Uh, we thank God for advantage. She seemed to be fired up today. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And uh, Mother Flowers, we thank God for y'all uh, being on. Because uh, when we come together, praise the Lord, the powers will fall. Bishop said early in the week, when your name is called, when, when God name, when Jesus name is called by all the saints together, the power will fall. Thank you, Evangelist. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Bishop Murchison. And the pastor had been doing his job. I just want to, I just, I'm not trying to, you know, uh, cause no problem, but I'm letting you know, the pastor been doing his job. Have you been doing yours? That's what I want to know. And, you know, I'm saying that's a personal thing. You got to ask yourself that question. The pastor been sounding the alarm and he been doing his job. But are you on your job? Are you praying? Don't answer it, but ask yourself that. In your quiet time, in your, in your own personal devotion time, so, Lord, am I praying with the saints? I'm praying, but I'm not praying with the saints. Praise the Lord. Because you don't want the devil to sow a seed of division. That's what we don't want. We don't want that devil coming in, you know, because what he do is he isolate people and he get people by themselves. And then he go to saying, you know, saints don't love you. Ain't nobody called you. Ain't nobody praying for you. Well, have you called anybody? You know, let me just throw it out there. I got the book to support what I'm saying. If there are any sick, let them call for the elders of the church. Praise the Lord. Have you called the elders of the church so they can pray? Praise the Lord. And so we make all kinds of excuses to blame other people. But are you on your job? Praise the Lord. Are you on your post? But let me go here. I just want to I want to teach this to you. I'm not throwing off and throwing at nobody. But just sometimes we need to just analyze what we thinking, praise the Lord. So we can own our own mess, praise the Lord, and let God help us with our ideology so we can line back up with the word of God. And if we fall out of alignment with the word of God, we're going to find ourselves carnal, not praying, and not serving God with our whole heart. Paul says here, he says, uh, uh, division or, or, or people not being in unity this can lead to division. Praise the Lord. And it shouldn't be true and it shouldn't happen in the church. Instead of us consecrating trading or, 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 or I want to say uh, we should be consecrating during the time of consecration. But in, while we're consecrating, we should concentrate on uh, what makes us um, uh, unified versus what divides us. You know, and so we should remember uh, what unites us. You're in the body of Christ. I'm in the body of Christ. We should be praying, touching and agreeing. Okay? You have the Holy Ghost, and I have the Holy Ghost. We should be praying. Huh? And we should be calling on the one Lord. Ain't but one Lord. So ain't but one God. And so uh, the same Jesus I'm calling on, you should be calling on the same one. Praise the Lord. 
because there ain't but one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. And we need to call on this one God. Have you learned? I just want to, I'm, I'm just, write these questions down. Have you learned during your time of being in ministry? Some of us are ministers. Some of us are members. Some of us have different callings. But have you learned to appreciate uh, people who are different from you? Hmm? Don't you realize, I realize you're different from me. Praise the Lord. But no matter how different we are from each other, we all should pray. Isn't that something? And that's what unifies the body of believers. No matter how different we are as people, as a person or individual, when it comes to the one spirit, we all should pray. Isn't that wonderful? And so it's very, very important. We have different gifts. We have different viewpoints. How we can go forward and help the church. Huh? But we got to learn to enjoy um, how the body complements one another. We need to learn how to do that. And I think sometimes we look at it in a, in a way that's uh, uh, divisive. But I'm looking at it in a way that unites us. Praise the Lord. And this is why this Bible class came up in my spirit. God put it in my mind, striving for unity. And God said, no matter how different we are. Now, we have to be careful what God said. But God said, no matter how different we are, we should be together. Now, I thought about that. You know, I had to, you know, I had to repent on some things. Lord, no matter how different we are and how much we differ on things, we still need to be together. Praise the Lord because we represent him. Isn't that wonderful? And so when we think about this thing, God has concluded that we all, <laughs> praise God, should pray. Jesus told the disciples to pray. He told them to pray with them for one hour. Praise God. And they were tired. So you can't tell me that even during your time of tiredness, you still got to press on. And if you pray as far as, far as you can go, Go as far as you can go. That's what we're saying to you. Be encouraged. Go as far as God would allow you to go. The boys were so tired in the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus went up a little farther to pray. The boys were so tired, they fell asleep during the prayer. But at least they were trying to pray. Look at it, though. They struggled, and they tried to do what the Lord told them to do. They tried the best they could. And Jesus had compassion on them, and he recognized them being so tired. You know, some had worked, you know, just say you, they had been up all night for the third shift. You've been up all night, and you just find it so hard to pray. But go as far as you can go. Get down on your knees, lay down on your pillow and start praying, and just pray till you fall asleep. Praise the Lord. That's what the disciples did. They prayed until they couldn't go no farther. And Jesus came back and asked them, you know, you can't pray with me for one hour. And they said, Lord, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Praise the Lord. And then he got to a point where he had to be at a point where he, the, the angels ministered to him. And he came back to them and they were fast asleep. And he told them they could sleep on now. Praise the Lord. Because he had got his deliverance. Isn't that wonderful? And so sometimes you can get to the point where you can tell others, 
sleep on now. I got my deliverance. Praise the Lord. And so it's very, very important that we look at uh, striving for unity. Love is a unifying force. Uh, Galatians 5 and 14 through 15 talks about the lack of unity. And Ephesians 4 and 1 through 6 says, we must work at unity. Now, let me show you something. Go to the same book, Ephesians 4 and 25. Let's look at Ephesians 4 and 25. We're just going to work this whole thing here today. Ephesians 4 and 25. In Ephesians 4 and 25, he says, uh, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify it with the washing of the water by the word. All right. So now we got to make sure that uh, we be honest, you know, before the Lord. Husband and wives should pray together. We all should pray together. Somebody say amen. We should pray together. It's very, very important. But I want to get um, two other scriptures. Mark uh, 9. Let's go to Mark chapter 9. And so even husband and wife should pray together. But I want to go to Mark chapter 9 real quick. And we're going to go backwards. And then we want to get, um, I wanted to get Acts 1 and 5, but we don't have time for that one. But I want to get Mark chapter 9. I want to see if, um, um, yeah, I want to look at, take this one. All right. I'm going to go to uh, Mark chapter uh, 9. And verse number 38, all right? And we're going to read down to about 40. And John answered and said, Master, we saw one casting out devils in thy name. And he followed not us, and for we forbade him because he followed not us. I want to talk about the differences. There's differences among all of us as believers. And Jesus helped them with this divisive thinking. He says in verse 39, but Jesus said, forbid him not. Jesus tells him, don't you forbid him. Now we got to take a look at this as, as believers to the church. This is, this is, this is grace walking in the midst of law. All right. In Mark chapter uh, nine, verse number 38. But in verse number 39, Jesus says, forbid him not. For there is no man which shall do a miracle in my name that can lightly speak evil of me. So if we're for him, we're not against him. So if you for the Lord and I'm for the Lord, we're not against the Lord. So we should find ourselves embracing one another, no matter how different we are. For he that is not against us is on our part. If you say you love Jesus and I say I love Jesus, we need to be working uh, out our soul salvation with fear and trembling. We need to be working together. Don't let nobody tell you. Don't let your flesh tell you. And you know what? We got to put all this other stuff to the side, which will hinder ministry and hinder work. You know, put down your pride, put down your dislikes, you know, put down, you know, you know uh, I don't know, your difference that you may have had, you know, earlier this year. Put all that stuff to the side and let's go to work. Let's get moving. All right. Put all that stuff down, you know, 
you know, looking cross-eyed at each other. Put that stuff down. That's just stuff. Put that stuff away and walk in the love of Christ. Praise the Lord. That's what we need to do so we can pray together. We're not going to pray together. We don't get some of this stuff worked out. And uh, I want to get uh, St. John. Let me go to St. John. I want to go to St. John chapter six. We're going to get on out of here now. I just thought it would be good. Jesus brought that and he helped them with their devices nets. All right. And I just want you to take a look at it. I'm going to go to St. John. Um, uh, I think I want. Uh, well, well, let's go first, John. I, I, I want to St. John six and uh, six and uh, like uh, 40. I don't know. 47, but I read that in your study sign, uh, study time, St. John 6 and 47 um, to about, uh, I don't know, about, I don't know, 51. Okay. But we want to get, uh, I want to get first John. That's the one I want. Sorry about that. Because uh, I had wrote down so many notes here. So bear with me. I'm going to get first John chapter two. All right. So turn with me to 1 John chapter 2, and uh, I, I hope uh, this one brings out what I want brought out here. 1 John 2, and uh, let's go to uh, 2 and 3, all right? We're going to read St. John uh, chapter 2, verse number 3 through 8. Jesus says here, and hereby uh, we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. He said, I know him and keep it not his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. But whosoever keepeth his word in him, verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby we know that we are in him. He said, he abided in him, ought himself also to walk even as he walked. So we have a responsibility to walk in righteousness after God. Walk as God walked. As he was an example, we should walk in his footsteps. We should walk as that same example. Verse number seven, he says, brethren, I write no new commandment unto you, but an old commandment, which you had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which you have heard from the beginning. And again, a new commandment I write unto you, which things is true in him because in, in him and in you, because darkness is past and the true light is now shining. He said he is in the light and hated his brother is in darkness even until now. He that loved his brother abided in the light and there is none occasion stumbling in him. But he that hated his brother is in darkness and walking in darkness and knoweth not whether he goeth because uh, darkness had blinded his eyes. And that's where I want to stop right there. You know, we, we gotta, you know, put down some things that are counterproductive for us because they will cause us to be blind. They will cause us to be carnal and they will cause us not to savor the things of God. And so, saints, we love you today. I want to say God bless you. We want to pick this back up Wednesday. We're talking about striving um, for unity. We're going to get into it. We're going to talk about that perfect man. 
We're headed there. We're going to get to the perfect man part of it. But we want to let you know, striving for unity among believers, it means we got to work to achieve it. And the only way we're going to work to achieve it, we got to stop making excuses and we got to get moving. Praise, praise the Lord. Now, I do have some other scriptures for you, but we're going to be picking them back up on Wednesday. And uh, we're going to go back to Acts chapter two. And, you know, that's going to be, you know, the binding tied to this message today for this Bible study. Acts two and one through four. So we want you to kind of take a look at it, study it, reference it, do what you need to do. We're going to be going back to Acts two and one through four. That's going to um, really um, lock in our, our uh, main teaching thought uh, as we talk about um, striving for unity among believers. And what we want you to do, we want you to keep striving. Once you keep pressing, we want you to stay stirred up, stay revived. We got revival on um I believe it's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We are also in consecration this week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, um, the Daniel fast. For all of you that know what that has to deal with. And if you don't know what it is, they got it on the back of the board in the church. And you also can uh, look it up online, what the Daniel fast has to deal with. And certainly you can't be no meat. Praise the Lord. Let this word be your meat for this week. Praise the Lord. You know, because uh, that's the meat we need. We need the meat that's going to put our spiritual man in shape. Praise the Lord. And so we ask that you would let this word check this broadcast out. Uh, go through it. Reference some of these scriptures. Uh, send your response and replies. And, you know, uh, let us know, you know, uh, if we've encouraged you to stretch out on the Lord. But most of all, we have prayer going on on Tuesday at 12 noon and also 6 p.m. on Tuesday and Thursday, 12 noon. I mean, I'm sorry, 12.30 on Tuesday, uh, both on Tuesday, 12.30, there will be prayer from 12.30 to 1. And then on Thursday, uh, prayer starts at 12 o'clock. And so we ask that everybody that can, uh, 12.30 and 6 o'clock, I'm sorry. So we got 12.30 prayer on Tuesday and Thursday. And at 6 p.m. on Tuesday and Thursday. So we asked that you would get in on those prayers. If you need the prayer line number, text me. I'll make sure I text it back to you. If you don't have the code, we'll make sure you get access to it. All right. And so if you have any questions or concerns, please reach out to us. We, we want to make sure we get the word out. And uh, we will have revival on Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Uh, Thursday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 7 p.m. There will be revival service. I just want to make sure I got the announcements correct. So we just want you to join us in revival. Those of you that need to be touched of the Lord, got core morbidities, you can't come out, please tune into the uh, live stream on the PPC Milwaukee YouTube channel. You can link it. Once you get the link, you can cast it to your TV. You know, if your phone or tablet is too small, cast it to your TV. It looks beautiful. And so we ask that you would do these things. If you got any questions or concern, how to do it. Some people um, don't know that I, I set up the uh, studios now. And so anybody need a studio, they want to get started broadcasting, starting a ministry on broadcasting. Uh, just let me know, send me a text and we'll make sure we'll, Make it happen for you with the strength of the Lord, the Lord willing. And so we want to make sure that everybody want to get the word out. 
and want to uh, start broadcasting. We need more apostolics uh, on uh, uh, YouTube, social media. Uh, we need to be getting the word out because uh, we need to uh, think possible, you know, rethink church. I want to say that, you know, I know a lot of people don't like me saying it, but I'm going to say it again. Rethink church. You know, when I say rethink church, that means think possible. Don't think, you know, don't think the old traditional church. <laughs> and when I say old traditional church, people don't like it. But what I'm saying is we got to evolve and roll with it. Praise the Lord. Cause we need to get the word out. And so any way we can get it out, we need to make it happen. Okay. And so we still need to go to church. We still need to serve the Lord. We need, still need to come together, but don't let that hinder you. If you, if there's rules and uh, things that just won't allow you to congregate, Hey, jump on that social media and get the word out. Okay. And so saints, we uh, need your prayers. Uh, we need your help. And so we ask that you would continue to um, do that. Continue to pray for us. Uh, you know, you know, that God, that God will be the center. That's what I want to say. Before I get out of here, whatever you do, saints, whatever you do, people of God, let Jesus be your center. And as long as Jesus is the center of your joy, you will come out victorious. Okay, I'm your host, Elder Gregory Newsom. With the Faith in God Internet TV broadcast. Until next time, God bless you in Jesus' name. You do miracles so great. There is no one else like you. There is no one else like you. For you are great. You do miracles so great. There is no one else like you. Oh, no.